Welcome back. I want to start out by saying it was never my intention to take two months away from the podcast and not upload anything. No material, anything. I had plans for episodes to do, but everything just fell to the wayside. The family and I got sick. We were sick for multiple weeks. Probably the longest cold I have ever had that stayed with me for that long. Then after that, of course, we had the holidays and a little bit busy. And that was followed by a little something you might know as the God of War Ragnarok release, as well as the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And I've just been engrossed with games toward the end of November, so no excuse for the last two weeks, but up until then, I, we were kind of down with the sickness. Glad to be back doing this and want to try to get these out a little bit more consistently. I have two more I want to try to get out before the new year. I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm going to at least try to get one more out. Today, I want to discuss Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, in particular Pokemon Scarlet, the version I played through and completed after making it through the post game, I think that I have a better understanding of the game and I can speak more knowledgeably about it, having experienced about 60 hours of that game. I plan to get through God of War Ragnarok as quickly as possible. I might be about halfway there. I want to give my thoughts on that and the franchise as a whole, as well as my favorite games of 2022 thus far. But first, I want to thank you guys for sticking with us. If you have been listening for a while, if you're new here, Thanks for checking us out. Let us know what we can do to improve the experience. We are always looking to make this a better experience for everyone overall. And I just wanted to discuss Pokemon Scarlet. I've been playing on the game since release. I have a little over 60 hours in the game. And I have been having a lot of fun with it. But to understand why I think so highly of Pokemon Scarlet, despite its obvious flaws that you will have heard about now, and the negative reviews that it is getting, the subpar scores that it has on Metacritic, you have to understand where I'm coming from as a longtime fan of the franchise. We, we rewind back to 1998, right before Christmas, and in the mail, we received a VHS, and on this VHS, of course, it laid out the Pokemon franchise, TCG, anime, and the Game Boy games at the time. So we fast forward to Christmas, and I got a Game Boy Pocket and Pokemon Blue. I played through that extensively. I burned through so many AA batteries or AAA batteries at the time just playing through Pokemon Blue. I, I logged so many hours of that. Anywhere we went, I would, I'd have it with me. And I, I would go on to play every mainline title in the Pokemon franchise up until Black and White. I fell off about around this point. I just stepped away. Some of the designs in black and white just did not mesh with me. The vanilla ice cream cone in particular was one I was, I just thought was lazy. We fast forward to the release of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I picked up a 2DS for myself and my daughter, and we got copies of these. And I got her into the series, and I jumped back into the franchise I had loved for years. I'd go on to spend countless hours with her playing with trade, just going through that. We had a lot of fun with that. Fast forward to 2022 and we got Pokemon Legends Arceus, a game that sought to bring Pokemon into the 21st century. And I saw the mechanics of Legends Arceus and I thought, you know, this is a good direction, a large open world game. There were things I didn't like. Some of the graphics weren't as crisp as I would have hoped for. There was a little bit of jank to it, but this would just be a theme going forward and least until they work out the kinks I see in the next couple years, apparently. This November, we got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. 
that games kept most of the mechanics from Pokemon Legends Arceus, minus the ability to capture without battling, which was sorely missed, but they did add the Let's Go Battles ability, which was a major quality of life improvement if you ask me. Being able to grind levels almost effortlessly, almost effortlessly, being able to grind levels almost effortlessly was not unappreciated. It saved hours and hours of grinding, trying to get lower level mons up. The only caveat of that was if you have a Pokemon that is about to evolve and it levels up through Let's Go Battles, it will not evolve unless it's Mouse House, I believe is what, whatever that Pokemon's name is. I didn't have to play Pokemon Scarlet for long before I began to see the flaws. After all, a lot of battles, especially if it were a flying type Pokemon, there would be clipping in the ground after every battle after the capture so I could see through the floor and everything. Uh, there were graphical glitches. You could get caught on the on your Rhydon Pokemon jumping if you jumped in the incorrect way. You could get stuck with it just sitting there in air and you had to wait until the game just reset you on its own. There was a lack of polish to be sure. There was clipping. Pokeballs floated and, and Pokemon that were caught midair in midair instead of just crashing to the falling to the ground and then rocking on the ground as you would expect. Crashes could even happen. I, I ran into about three crashes with Pokemon Scarlet where the game just outright crashed on me, which was kind of a pain because I turned auto saves off very early to ensure that if I ran into a shiny or rare Pokemon that I could save and not be stuck losing it if I happened to botch the battle. There were even rare instances where people fell through the map. It was just not a good experience in that regard, in the technical side of things. Rarely do I play such a buggy game that's crashed on me multiple times and had countless graphical glitches. And it was far from perfect, yet I say it was one of the best entries in the series. But that's exactly the case with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It is an open world Pokemon game where you roam around and encounter Pokemon in the overworld, which is exactly what a younger me would have wanted. The younger Pokemon trainer back in the day imagined that he roamed around and ran into those Pokemon in the overworld. And I think it is a staple of the franchise to go forward unless they go back and remaster some of the older titles in the chibi format like they did with Diamond and Pearl. It is nice to see that our visions from my childhood as I have to imagine from thousands of other up-and-coming Pokemon Masters it's nice to see that realized finally with this latest outing of Pokemon albeit marred with technical issues there are new Pokemon designs new gems and even more ways to play this time around with three mainline missions being the focal point of your gameplay you typically take on an evil team and make your way to becoming the champion of the Elite Four and you do that in, an, in a way in Scarlet and Violet. You'll be tasked with taking on Team Star, a team of misfit students who have stopped attending the local academy. They, unlike previous evil teams, have no nefarious plot to alter time and space or to take over the world, but do have an interesting enough backstory that will compel you to complete their story arc. Along with trying to be the very best and beating the hooligans who have been absent from school, there is the Path of Legends that sees you taking on ancient, or futuristic Pokemon, depending on the version that you're playing in. In Pokemon Scarlet, of course, you have the past versions. And there were a lot of these Paradox Pokemon that were very cool to me. The Slitherwing, as well as the 
uh, what was it? The Dusk Wing is stupid overpowered. The Great Tusk is very is a very cool looking Don fan. It far outweighs the the futuristic one. It is way cooler in design, if you ask me. The only thing if that I saw in in uh, in Violet that I was jealous of was the Gardevoir as well as what was the other one? The Tyranitar, the Metal Tyranitar, looks very beastly. Scarlet and Violet do go above and beyond to give us a narrative experience, especially so when compared to earlier entries in the Pokemon franchise. With newer titles, they may have more of a story with Pokemon Legends Arceus or Sword and Shield. There's a bit more in the story department you can go through and everything, but in past titles, it was very much get your badges. Oh, there's this evil team along the way that you'll have to take on, but that was pretty much it in a post game. But in, in this one, there are three complete stories to go with each path you take on, as well as a post-game one as well, once you have completed all the three other three story arcs. And the story and the ending are likely to pull on your heartstrings a bit, not so much as a title such as The Last of Us or some other more story-driven titles, but these are still relatable characters and, they, and situations that you can that you can uh, place yourself in their shoes and get where they are coming from. Overall, I would say Pokemon Scarlet and Violet would probably be pretty up there for me as one of my favorite entries in the franchise. Looking back, I, I was always a fan of Gold and Silver as well as Ruby and Sapphire. Those were probably my favorite regions and games up to this point. But at this point, I had such a good time with Pokemon Scarlet that it is likely within my top three favorite Pokemon games of all time. I love that they took the the mechanics from Legends Arceus and innovated on it a little bit. I'm not sure why they didn't include the ability to catch Pokemon that were not in battle, but I can see them saying, hey, maybe we'll reserve that for those those entries in games and likely will get other Legends titles in the future. Either way, what they have done with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is fantastic. We got, within the course of a year, we got the release of three Pokemon games. Albeit one from Ilka, not from Game Freak themselves, they still pushed out Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet within a year of one another. You have to imagine they were they were stretched pretty thin and they were crunching to get these out as you know they had to polish up Arceus all the way up to the point of release and then supported it with post-game content in the form of patches adding swarms and then they'll likely continue to do so with Scarlet and Violet and give us some DLC more than likely in the future since they saw they could sell that to us with the DLC pack in Sword and Shield. That way, maybe it'll give them a bit more time with the next entries in the series, and they can come out a bit more polished and not be such a train wreck on launch. Now, I did run, as I stated, I ran into at least three crashes and multiple issues with the games. I've seen people who fell through the world. I never encountered that, thankfully. I had a lot of fun with these titles. With 60 hours in, I know that I'm not even done with it as of yet. I have more to do. I've still got to go around and find all the stakes to get the legendary trio from this region. I've got to try to complete the Pokedex. And of course there are additional things you can do getting all the items to allow you to transform your Rotom into the different forms. There, All the things you come to expect from post-game in Pokemon. 
they are delivering on in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. As I've, I've talked with multiple of my friends who agree with me, hey, you know, there, there are a lot of issues. I see a lot of hate for it online, but I really like this title. It's a lot of fun to me. I'm, I'm having a blast. And that's kind of my experience. Yes, there are issues. Is it perfect? Not in the least. Is it a 10 out of 10 game? No, because Game Freak pushed it out. And likely it was due to them having that set release date, everything, all the logistics of that being set in stone and having to get it out the door. And they know at this point with everything the way it is, they can always patch a game after the fact. That's one thing I do not like so much about current gen games. They have the ability to just go through and patch a game after the fact so they can release it in a mess, a messy state, such a broken state that it's unplayable at times. And we've seen this with certain other games such as Cyberpunk 2077, even the most recent God of War game they released. I saw frame dips and stutters. There were instances where I was playing the game and I wasn't even in combat, mind you. And I was walking, maybe it was in Sundry's house, and Kratos would just be frame by frame. It's like I saw it frame by frame because it was just stuttering so badly. I say all that to say... It doesn't seem like we're getting games released in that polished, complete state that we expected from previous generations. In due large part to the fact that the internet is much more prevalent in the U.S. and they have the ability to just patch it up if need be. I know that the games aren't perfect, but that still isn't going to stop me from having fun. As I stated, I have over 60 hours in the game thus far. I haven't completed my Pokedex for the region I have, or for the version I have, much less trading for the other Paradox and Pokemon that are version exclusives to Violet. I've got to do that as well. I did have an issue with how Coridon ran around on all four legs. It didn't look as bad when you're playing the game. When you're actually playing the game and you're seeing it, you don't focus that much. You're focusing on zooming around and I really like how they tie the abilities of Karadon to the Path of Legends. So basically, if you want to get all of your abilities for Karadon and be able to access every area as quickly as possible, you'll want to push through the Path of Legends story. And with each of those, you gain a new ability. I think the first one is like you gain the ability to sprint, you gain the ability to jump higher, there's the ability to glide, the ability to swim on water, and the ability to climb. You get each of those one at a time by completing the Path of Legends path on this game. Now, I did run into the problem of running around and just over being over-leveled because the game really doesn't give you much direction. You can go to any gym you want. I kind of wish that there would have been numbers on the gym to kind of recommend or if nothing else, have like a recommended level on the description. Because when you go to the map, you can look at the gym and it will tell you the type, the gym leader, and there will be a brief description of them. I feel like in the future, with future entries, what they may want to do is say, hey, recommended level X. So if, if I'm in this area, because I did stumble into the wrong area at times and I quickly got bodied. It would be nice if we had those recommended level level caps or, hey, don't go here if you're below this level, just to guide you along, not to hold your hand so much, but to say, hey, if you go over here, you're going to get bodied. You're not going to have a chance. You're going to black out, lose some money. 
if you're trying to level up a Pokemon through friendship, you're going to lose some friendship points there, my friend. Other than that, I think I think that was about my only qualm with it. I did, as I stated, run into the issue of being over level. I had like a level 40 Pokemon and like two or three gym badges. It was it was a little bit ridiculous and I said that I was sitting there, I was like, I'd be in a battle and half the time the Pokemon wouldn't listen to me. I had a Satoddle that I was trying to level up before I realized you needed an ice stone. And I I would run into that issue of I would I would issue a command it just wouldn't listen. I was like, man, I, I guess I need to go grind for some badges. After around 60 hours, I can say that as a Pokemon fan from way back in the original black and white titles, well worth your money if you're a fan of the franchise. Even newcomers might have fun with this. There are multiplayer aspects as well. I didn't necessarily get to experience that. My kid has been grounded due to her grades. And by the time that she could play, I was so far ahead that I tried to play with her, but all I was doing was running along with her. You can all you can all see the Pokemon for spawn, and you can kind of direct them that, hey, there's a Pokemon over here you don't have, so that's pretty cool. I would like to maybe start another playthrough on a lower level. That way I can just run through it with her, because as I understand it, you can run through the entirety of the game in co-op. And that is something else that is very interesting that hasn't, taking place in previous games. In previous games, you did have the ability to take on max raid battles, but that was the extent of the co-op experience. This seems to be more of a seamless co-op experience, though when the other person is in a gym battle or they are in a battle, you just see them battling over there. You don't necessarily get to get to uh, take part in that, which I, I think they can find ways to integrate multiplayer with future titles, even, even more so, time will only tell what they do next, but I am excited to see what the Pokemon Company has for us next. There's some very cool Pokemon in this particular region. I ran through and my whole team was full of, of just Pokemon from the Paldea region. My favorite, I would say, is probably Tinkaton. Tinkaton is a beast of stuff steel and a fairy type negating the poison type weakness that fairies actually have and it's just it's, it's one of the cooler designs but I did as I stated run through with a whole team I try to evolve and and uh, keep the cooler looking Numon on my team as much as possible uh, the the dusk dust wing or dusk main which is like the mischievous paradox form is pretty cool as well they all have some merit in some way or another. The, what was the spider though? Spider you can get early game. The little spider Pokemon that you can get early game. That thing. I, th I was I was all excited for it. I was like I'm going to evolve it. And as soon as I evolved it. It was, it was an ugly looking stick thing. I was like well. You're going straight to the box. So they can't all be winners. But there are some pretty cool designs for the time. The Paldean, Whooper and Quagsire version. Wow, what was the name of it? Can't think of the name of it but. It was a good typing ground and poison, negating some of that ground type weakness to the poison, negating the grass type weakness. There's just some, there's a lot of poison types in this game, and it's an interesting game. I highly recommend if you are a fan of the Pokemon franchise, you check it out. If nothing else, wait for a sale, but you might be waiting for a couple of years there. We, we all know how Nintendo puts their games on sale, and it is not often at all. Now, I just wanted to give my brief 
afterthoughts on Pokemon Scarlet after rolling credits after finishing all story save just a couple of things to do I oh 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 I forgot aside from all of your missions that you complete you actually have classes that you take as well so there are multiple classes you can take at the university I have yet to do that I've still got to go back there and do that so there is a lot to do in this game it's well worth the $60 price of admission and I do highly recommend you pick it up if you are a fan of the franchise or you've been curious and you it looks interesting you go for it hopefully they patch this thing up at some point in the future they recently patched it but all they did at that point was patch a glitch where you could duplicate Pokemon because of course they're going to do that and not work on the stability of the game. They want to work on the in-game economy to keep you playing. There are many more Terra raid battles to come in the future. The Terra, the Terra uh, terrestrializing ability is very cool. It adds an element of strategy to the gameplay because it can completely negate a weakness for your Pokemon. I just I can't say enough good things about it. There are problems with it, yes, but the good far outweighs the bad, and I highly recommend you check it out if you are on the fence. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing listening to this, but thank you for taking the time to listen to me ramble on about a franchise I care about. Well, if nothing else, I just want to let you guys know what I thought of it and how I feel that it is the next logical step in the franchise and how it will shape what we get next. I thank you again for tuning in. Let us know if there's anything we can do to improve this experience for you guys overall. Let your friends know about us. Share this, like this. We appreciate all that. Peace.